What's going on, everybody? Happy Halloween. I know it's technically November 1st by the time this airs, but I'm fucking recording it on October 31st, so I don't care. Happy Halloween, everybody. How are we all doing out there? My name is Matt Massacre. This is Straight to the Core, and you are listening to Episode 9. And, uh, man, it sucks because I live in fucking northern Illinois, and we just got five inches of snow on the ground, and it's fucking Halloween. Like, what? It looks like Christmas out there. It bummed me out. It bummed me out. I feel bad for the kids. You know, like, I'm not a parent myself, but I, I feel bad for the kids because I know if I would have went outside and there's fucking white shit everywhere and I'm six years old and all I want is free candy and now I can't do it because mom doesn't want to go out in the snow, I'd be pissed. And uh, so me and my girlfriend went out to the mall in town here uh, today and all the stores in the mall were handing out candy. So there was a bunch of, bunch of kids walking around to every store in the mall and each store had some candy so it's something it's something so I definitely commend the mall for doing that and there's a few other few other areas in town that were kind of offering indoor trick-or-treating events uh, for the kids seeing that there's a you know half a foot of snow on the ground and it's 22 degrees out and uh, so I thought that was neat I thought that was really cool and uh, today I'm gonna be watching uh, with my girlfriend we're gonna be watching three from hell the new Rob Zombie movie so I'm excited about that because uh, the Devil's Rejects is probably my favorite movie of all time, and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is right up there. And I'm, I've always been a fan of Rob Zombie movies. And for horror movies, it's weird. For me, like I liked a lot of horror movies when I was younger, like you know, Freddy vs. Jason, and and um, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Wow, go figure. Uh, but like Freddy vs. Jason is one of them, just because like last week I mentioned all the soundtracks and a lot of early two thousands mid to early 2000s horror movies had a lot of metal in their soundtracks so I kind of gravitated more towards those just for the music and um but like I don't know like modern horror movies really don't get me I really don't I'm not a huge fan of them there's just too much going on there's too much uh it's not as simplistic as it used to be you know and uh so I haven't really like the most modern horror movie that really got me going was the Evil Dead remake and that was a lot of fun uh, watching that. Me and me and a few friends of mine uh, went and saw it in theaters on around Halloween, I think. Uh, whenever that came out, was it 2013, 2014, somewhere in there? I don't know. I got it sitting somewhere. I got I got it on Blu-ray or no, I got it on DVD. But uh, that was probably the last horror movie that that really that I really look forward to in the most recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That that kind of got me going too. But as for uh, as for modern movies, modern horror movies, I really haven't found found one I really gravitated towards, like one that I really, you know, that I really, really wanted to like be passionate. You know, because like horror movie fans are passionate fans, like they're passionate about horror movies, and I'm like, for me, I enjoy a good horror movie, but I don't share the passion that that modern horror movie fans have. I think that's part of the problem, because uh, I've I'm I'm stuck in you know the the 80s and 90s horror movies, uh, you know. And like, you know, Friday the 13th, Freddy vs. or not Freddy vs. Jason, <laughs> Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, The Shining, uh, Hellraiser series, um, the Saw series I really wasn't a fan of. I really wasn't. Like, I tried watching the first one when I was, you know, when it first came out when I was a kid. I mean, it, it, it didn't really scare me. It more grossed me out. It was weird. And then, like, I watched Saw 7 or Saw 8, when, you know, whatever, however, however many movies are out in that series, I watched it at a friend's house and I spent more time trying to figure out what part of the fucking movie I was in more so than actually 
getting any type of scare or reaction from a horror movie because there was just too many flashback scenes in that movie and uh, same thing with the fucking what was that one movie uh, Human Centipede I couldn't finish it the second movie I couldn't finish it I was just too grossed out by it and I I have a pretty strong stomach but that oh you gotta I'm not even gonna mention it I'm not even gonna mention what happens in that movie it's just gross it's just gross and that was another movie I watched at a friend's house and it happened to be on uh, while I was over there and everybody was kind of watching it and like I couldn't I had to walk away like I couldn't do it so like modern horror movies just don't do it for me like I'm a huge Friday the 13th Friday the 13th fan I love Jason Voorhees I was walking around the mall wearing my Freddy Krueger shirt um and like the old it's like the old movies like the 80s 80s thrasher thrasher (laughs) 80s uh slasher movies and um stuff like 80s horror 90s horror uh just just slasher movies I think is, is more of my favorite horror movies and like I mentioned more so because they had some really killer soundtracks with a really uh, a pretty big variety of, of metal bands on the soundtracks and that's kind of what I gravitated towards more and I collect Funko Pops I don't know if anybody else collects them but recently there's been pretty some pretty awesome uh, pretty awesome horror movies uh, released uh, Funko is releasing so like I got Wendy Torrance from The Shining uh, I got uh, the Chatterer from Hellraiser. The Chatterer is one that doesn't have eyes. There's like no eyes, but it's got like those hooks in the side of its mouth, and it's like the, there's no lips, and it's just like a head, and it's got those hooks, and it's like it's pulling the the, the skin back, uh, like backwards. The hooks wrap around the back of their head. Uh, I got that. I got uh, Jason. I got uh, what else do I have? I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, I don't remember what it is now. I think I have I have the Bride of Chucky. I think I don't remember. It's not. It's not sitting in front of me because I got a few pops kind of sitting to the left of me in, in the studio. So I'm kind of looking at them right now. And I just bought the Chatterer, Chatterer, uh, a couple or last week actually I bought it. And so there's a lot of cool Funko pops that they released. And there's a lot of cool ones for musicians too. Like they just released a Rob Zombie one that I haven't gotten a chance to buy yet, but I will. I do have an Alice Cooper one. Uh, the the uh, for for all the, all of you that know the the album cover from Metallica's Injustice for All, which is probably my favorite Metallica album that they've ever released. Uh, the the Lady Justice, at least that's what the Funko calls it. Uh, but it's got the 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 album cover, the the I don't know how to put it, the the Lady Justice, I guess if you will, on the album cover for Injustice for All. Funko made a pop for her, and I own it, and I got. Uh, there's a couple other ones I got that's from musicians. I don't remember who though now. I got a few tucked away and I can't remember for the life of me off the top of my head what those are. But the Alice Cooper one's really sweet. Uh, they just released all of Motley Crue. And I kind of want those because like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I grew up listening to Motley Crue. So uh, I've always loved Motley Crue as a kid because my mom liked them. And I was just kind of influenced by that. And I own a lot of the the members of Motley Crue's books like I own Tommy Lee's solo biography I own The Dirt which is what the the Netflix movie was loosely based off of is not really loosely it's pretty accurate to a point I mean it was influenced by the members of Motley Crue so it's pretty accurate to the book to be honest uh but I do own The Dirt I've read that it's a great book I've read Tommy Lee's book it's a great book there's actually a lot of really killer books like autobiographies that musicians have made over the years like I just uh, well I didn't really finish it I gotta finish it but Randy Blythe from uh, the lead singer of Lamb of God he wrote a, memo- uh, a memoir about his time when the whole 
uh, the whole when he got arrested in the Czech Republic and his, his time in prison. Well, it's the book starts out with uh, pretty much what happened before when he when he arrived in the Czech Republic to when he got arrested to when he got detained and everything that happened while he was in the Czech prison, and then uh, more stories about what happened when he got out and other processes that processes that happened uh, with that whole fiasco. Uh, with the Czech Republic and, and Randy Black getting, getting arrested and that's a really good read um, I don't know because I, I, for me I can sit down and enjoy a good book it's been a while since I actually sat down and read one um, I think the last books I read was the Game of Thrones books I own well the first five I should say and those are a fucking commitment like the middle book alone is like 1500 pages and there's four of the books in the series for Game of Thrones so that, that was a definite commitment for sure but I do own a lot of uh, autobiographies from musicians, and like the Randy Bly one, highly recommend it. If you're if you're a book reader like myself, I highly recommend going out and buying that. Uh, Fieldy from Corn. That's a it's a sm- it's a smaller book in comparison, but that's a really good one. I think I read that one in a day. To be honest, I read that entire thing in a day, and uh, but I just got so invested, and he pretty much talks about how he joined Corn and uh, how he had a really bad alcohol problem. And how it recovered and, and everything else. And then speaking of corn, um, uh, heads. Brian Head Welsh. His both of his books are really good. The first one it starts out. I, I get you get pretty invested in the first one, and then it gets like he 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 discovers how or he doesn't. Well, I guess he discovers, but he he covers how he became born again and became you know really big into religion and that kind of turned me off because i'm not a really big religious guy myself i mean if you are you are that's fine whatever whatever floats your boat uh but me i've never been very religious so that part of the book kind of turned me off but the second book kind of it kind of picks up where it left leaves off from the first one but it's not as preachy if you will the first one got kind of preachy. I mean, I, I, I read the whole thing anyway, but that, that was kind of a turn off with that book. But uh, if you're a fan of Corn, I definitely check uh, recommend checking out the Fieldy's book and both of Head's books. And what else do I own? I'm kind of looking at Marilyn Manson's book. That one recommended. He needs to write a new one. That book itself is got to be 20 years old by now. I think it came, well, if not 20 years old or close to 20 years old, his autobiography. And he needs to write another one because that one... I read that one when I was really young. Well, I was a teenager, but that was fucking 15 years ago. Um, but that one was a really good one. I highly recommend that one. It's the details on his life and how he grew up and how he became Marilyn Manson and uh, stories from the road. And it's, it's kind of the same trend in every autobiography, no matter what realm of, of pop culture you really read about, uh, like musicians or actors or uh, athletes or... Uh, authors whoever you know it it's pretty much the same blueprint for an autobiography as you'd expect but uh the stories in them are are, are, are really good and the Marilyn Manson one I highly recommend uh as well what else do I own um Ozzy's the I am Ozzy uh like I said in other episodes like Ozzy and Motley Crue were probably two of my biggest influences as a kid because of my mom and the Ozzy one I really love. And I've been on a really big Ozzy cake recently. Because like I said, I, I bought that Hellraiser pop. And when I first saw it, it was at Walmart of all places. And it's actually exclusive to Walmart, which is kind of cool. Uh, but I wasn't expecting to see it. I just kind of saw it on the shelf because we were back in the electronics section. Because I was going to go to buy I was gonna go buy a 3 from Hell. Because we were going to watch it today, or today. Yeah, today. We were going to watch it today. And I went to Walmart to go buy it. And I uh, just happened to walk 
through the electronics section and that's where they keep all the pops and, and the collectibles and stuff like that they keep all that in, in the electronics section at walmart and i kind of just happened to see the hellraiser pop from the for the chatterer and the song hellraiser from ozzy they think the chorus got stuck in my head and so i went on spotify and started playing it and everything and so i've been on a real big ozzy kick recently and his autobiography is really good i believe he has more than one i don't know what the other one is called though because i don't own it but um Speaking of Motley Crue, uh, the Nikki Six books are also really good. The Heroin Diaries, I also read that one at a really young age. Well, teenager, again. But that one's good. It has a good layout. It's literally called The Heroin Diaries because Nikki Six found his uh, old diaries when he was on the road to the Motley Crue in the 80s. And it chronicles like a certain period of time uh, in the 80s with Motley Crue. And it's really cool because it'll be sections of his actual diaries that he wrote in the 80s that he published or got published and then there'd be certain sections of the book where you talk about or he talk about in his diaries like his heroin addiction which is why it's called the heroin diaries and uh his addictions and how you know how he was unfaithful and just you read these you read that you read the books and you like how are these people still alive like all the shit that they put in their bodies all the shit they went through and just the, the, the debauchery on tour and it just amazes me how like Ozzy and 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 uh, Nikki Six and Fieldy and just a lot of it, a lot of these books deal with addiction, and it's really really awesome to see all these musicians power through it and find sobriety and just live full lives. Uh, so it's, it's you know props to them for 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 having that willpower to to get sober and everything. But um, yeah, Nikki Six's book he he'll like verbatim put his he put his diaries to paper and published it. And then there'd be sections where like the date would be like March 18th, 1986 or something. And there'll be an excerpt. And then you'll read the excerpt from that diary entry. And then after it, there'll be like modern day Nikki reflecting on whatever happened that day. And then if there's like, say like Mick Mars or Nikki or uh, Tommy Lee were in this, in that excerpt from that, whatever day it was in his diary. And then there'll be a little section where current day Nikki Six talks about that moment, and then Tommy Lee will talk of that talk about that moment, and then so on and so forth. If there's somebody else involved in the excerpt from whatever page in the diary that was you're reading, those people will also be after you read the excerpt from the diary, they'll be in there to reflect on what that what happened in that moment, good or bad or otherwise. So I thought that was really cool. And then a second book. I do not remember what the name of it is. You have to look it up. I really don't remember it. I own it, but it's in the other room. So it's not really in front of me. Because I got my bookshelf where I have all my books. And all my pops kind of to the left of me. So I'm looking at it as I'm speaking. So I kind of get a good uh, idea of what I'm looking at here. But um, the second book. God, I can't remember it now. I cannot. I can't remember it. It's, it's gonna bug. It's gonna. It's you know what's gonna happen. It's gonna come to me in like two hours from now, when I'm done recording, and it's gonna be irrelevant. And I'm gonna. It's gonna pop in my head, and I'm gonna be like, "Fuck, that's what it was called." And then it's gonna be too late. Uh, but that one, it kind of talks more about his photography, and that's more of a current day biography. It, it kind of touches on uh, stories from the past, but as when, whenever he wrote that, I don't know when that one came out. Whenever he wrote that book. It uh, it was uh, modern day, and um, so 
that one's cool and he talks more about his photography he got really big into photography and there's a lot of photos that he took in it. and that one's that one's not as good as as the heroin diaries when it comes to like sucking you in and getting it like emotionally invested in the, in, in what these people are writing about what these musicians are writing about at least i do um but that one that one was okay that one was good and then one book that i'm looking at here that i highly highly recommend I mean, there's other autobiographies that I own. There's a few more on my bucket list. Like, I own all the Corey Taylors. Those are all really good. Um, but one book that I really, really have to recommend is... And you know what? I'm actually going to take some time here to pull this book off the shelf because I really want to talk about this. Uh, the book is called Louder Than Hell, The Definitive Oral History of Metal. And it's got an introduction by Scotty and of Anthrax and... Um, there's an afterword by Rob Halford of Jesus Priest. And basically this book, it's a... Let me pull it open here to see how many pages, pages it is because it's a really, really good book. I took a lot of time to read this one. Um, it is 686 pages. And basically, like it says, it's a definitive oral history of metal. And what it is, is it's a book told by the musicians. Whoever John Wither... Oh, wait, John... Whiterhorn and Catherine Terman are credited as the authors of this and basically John Whiterhorn is a veteran rock journalist um, who wrote biographies for Ministry and Al Jorgensen and uh, is currently working on Scott Ian's new book well I guess it's not really new it came out in 2014 I don't know when this book came out uh, but yeah and then Catherine Thurman is um Works with Alice Cooper and, and Sharon Osbourne. And, um, oh, she was the editor of RIP Magazine back in the day. That's kind of cool. Okay. Well, either way, I'm going to read the back here. It says, Louder Than Hell is the definitive oral history of heavy metal crafted from more than 400 interviews with icons of the genre from its inception to today, including Ozzy Osbourne, Eddie Van Halen, Tommy Lee, Lars Ulrich, Vince Neil, Axl Rose, Corey Taylor, Dave Grohl, Trent Reznor, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, and Dimebag Daryl. From groundbreaking innovations such as the dawn of distortion and the birth of Cookie Monster vocals to amazing tales of destruction and wild sexcapades, Louder Than Hell is packed with raw, unflinching stories, eye-opening admissions, and, truth, and the truth behind some of metal's wildest moments. And like it says, this book is basically written by the musicians that, that these authors interviewed. And it chronicles the entire history of metal from the fucking 70s to today. And um, it, it's crazy. It took me a while to get through this. Um, but it literally covers every era of metal from the fucking the very beginnings in the 60s and 70s to, uh, you know, the Black Sabbath, you know, uh, when they came out in the 70s. And then it covers like the new wave of British heavy metal in the 80s, um, the hair metal. Uh, time in the 80s 80s thrash metal uh, crossover and hardcore in the early 90s um, like the the early 2000s with like Pantera and all that it covers a bit of industrial metal the new metal rise in, in the 90s and 2000s death metal there's a whole section on death metal a whole section on black metal like especially it covers a lot of like the the Norwegian and, and Scandinavian black metal is told by the musicians and it's crazy how many people are interviewed in this book. And um, and then it goes through uh, current day, like the rise of metalcore. And then uh, 
you know, like the current day deathcore and and where music is at now, especially metal, uh, which 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 is kind of neat. And it's a really amazing book. If you even if you even if you don't like to read, I highly 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 recommend checking out Louder Than Hell. I bought mine at uh, Barnes and Noble at the mall. If you don't have one of those in your town, uh, buy it on the internet. I'm telling you, um, definitely get it. Like I said, it's 600 and what, 686 pages, but there's so many factoids and so many different, uh, different things that these musicians and literally it's everybody you can think of from from hundreds of bands were interviewed in this book and it's told by the musicians. So like these authors, they would ask that they could like, say I went through the the crossover hardcore era of, of heavy music and there'll be you know people like uh, from sick of it all and agnostic front and Madball and like bands like that uh, biohazard um, but it'd be told by the musicians of those bands like these authors would interview those musicians and it would be they would put it in the book and the musicians would tell the story of that era of heavy music so like modern day or like new metal they, they interviewed uh like Corey Taylor and, and Jonathan Davis and Fred Durst and uh, LeJohn Witherspoon from Seven Dust and uh, a few other people. That's just a few people that I could think of off the top of my head. But they interview all these all these musicians. And like I said, it's told, they tell the story and it's a really, really good read. Really, really good read. Even if you don't like to really read a book, but you're a metalhead and you love heavy music and you want to learn more about the history of heavy music or you know a little bit about the history of heavy music and you want to find out more and learn more from the people that actually wrote the music and put it out through the last, what, 50, 60 years, check it out. I'm telling you, check it out. You will you will get sucked in. And it took me a good week, week and a half to finish it um, for reasons I don't remember. But I was glued, 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 glued. And it's a really, really good read. So yeah, like I said, I bought mine at Barnes & Noble. It's on the cover. It says it's... Twenty one ninety nine. I don't remember if I paid full price for it or not. I probably did. Uh, but just the cover alone, the definitive history, the definitive oral history of heavy metal um, had me drawn in completely. And uh, so definitely check it out. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If you're curious on the history of metal told by the musicians, you're not going to regret it, I promise you. And there's a few books out that I haven't bought yet that I, wanted, I want to uh, read. Like I know... Uh, Metal Blade Records has a book out and kind of tells the history of Metal Blade so I'm definitely curious on that one I haven't had time to really look it up to like purchase it or actually I, didn't, I don't think I've ever really looked for it in the stores but I know it exists and I know I want to read it um, a lot of the books I read I haven't read a good novel and I don't know how long well like I said I read, I read the Game of Thrones books uh, but as for majority of the books I've read the last 5-10 years have all been Autobiographies. If it wasn't an autobiography of a musician, it was an autobiography from a, a pro wrestler because I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. And I have been for years. I've probably... A lot of influence comes from, from pro wrestling, really. Because, uh, like, in, what was it? WrestleMania 19? 18? No. 19. Was that Safeco Field? Was it 19? God, I feel stupid if I'm wrong. Uh, but The Undertaker, for a period of time, for those of you that watch wrestling, even if you don't watch wrestling, I'm sure some of you have heard of The Undertaker. Uh, but he, for a time there, he was like an American badass, quotes in the air, where he played a his character turned from the dead man. He played, he, he 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 turned into a biker, and uh, he he owned that persona incredibly. Uh, a lot of people shit on the gimmick. I loved it, uh, but 
he came out to Limp Biscuits rolling. And uh, when I was younger, I thought that was badass. And a lot of people shit on Limp Biscuit as well, but whatever. And uh, Limp Biscuit actually, because he was supposed, he was in a f- handicap match with Big Show and um, the A Train. And it was supposed to be a tag match, I believe, but his tag partner got injured. And so it, was, it ended up being a handicap match. And Limp Biscuit actually played, uh, played Roland live at Safeco Field at WrestleMania for the Undertaker's entrance. Like they were there playing, like Fred Durst and the entire, all of Limp Biscuit played Roland, the song Roland, uh, for the Undertaker. And uh, uh, I'm on the spot now, so I can't remember the event. And I got a few close friends of mine that are really big wrestling fans as well. And they're probably going to listen to this and they're probably going to laugh at me because I can't remember it. And I'm going to hear it when I finally listen to it. Like, oh, it was this event, dipshit. Why didn't you? Why didn't you? I'm like, whatever. Uh, but uh, for Triple H, his entrance, he has multiple. They did one, there's uh, one for Evolution, which was one of the biggest stables of all time, in my opinion. And then he has his original. Uh, entrance music and then he has a new one because he's the he's a big wig in the company in WWE so he has like a wrestler entrance music and then like a businessman entrance music uh, for TV and whatnot but all three of them the evolution uh, the evolution music the wrestler entrance and the businessman entrance is all done by Motorhead uh, Rip Lemmy uh, that, that kind of tore me up a little bit because I'm a really big Motorhead fan as well uh, but Motorhead actually, same thing. Motorhead played out or played for Triple H in an event, and they they played his theme song live at the event. And there's a couple other uh, metal references. I mean, even even it's happening now. Like Slipknot's newest song, "All Out Life." Well, not so much anymore. It actually came out a year ago today, as of this recording. So I'm recording this on Halloween, technically. Um, but. Uh, All Out Life is the, is the theme song for NXT, one of one of WWE's the third brand of, of WWE, and uh, there's been a lot of metal uh, themes used in NXT because Triple H himself is a pretty big metal fan. He's a pretty big metalhead, and it shows definitely because he's in charge of NXT. So wrestling and 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 stuff kind of really got me into heavy music as well. And you don't really think about the influences of life that kind of helped you find who you are as a person because everybody's unique in their own way and these are kind of the few things that that kind of molded me into who I am today and uh, but I'm getting way off track here uh let's get into some music we got a couple great bands from the United States keeping it stateside this week the last few weeks have been all international bands and uh, this week we're keeping it stateside so uh, the first band we have today is called Xeno Ooze and uh, it's it's spelled X-E-N-O-O-O-Z-E. And these guys hit me up via Instagram. And these guys are nuts. They're a, um, I got their, their Facebook and stuff pulled up here. Let me get it right because they have a very interesting genre. And I completely agree with it. They are Cosmic Horror Grindcore from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, a lot of their themes is like cosmic and like alien ish and uh they're, they're definite grindcore that's crazy they have a new album titled paraslime shift which is available today november 1st released via last world records and uh they sent me some tracks via instagram 
Well, initially they got a hold of me via Instagram, and one thing I noticed from these guys that's kind of neat, that I kind of like, I wish more bands did this, uh, you know, like the old, not really old, some of them are still around, but like the Scandinavian black metal bands, like Mayhem, for example, you got Negro Butcher, it's just like a nickname that he has in the band, and these guys kind of have the same thing, so I'm going to read off the band members real quick, and this is great. It's kind of like Guar, too, that's a big one that pops out, every one of them uh, in, in Guar, they all have really wicked names. So same thing with Xeno Ooze. They have some really, really unique, funny names that I really, really like. Uh, for the band, so you got Uzimus, Slaximus, Seer, and Prophet of Slime. You got Father Fungus, Archbishop, Archbishop of the Unholy Ooze, Gavorkian, Master of Mold, and Sludgehammer, Slime Blast, God of Goo. I love that. I love that so much. And uh, like I said, these guys have a lot of very slimy alien themes to them and it, it's really really awesome and their new album like I said is titled Paris Slime Shift and is out everywhere today all the major uh, podcast hosting or not podcast huh, all the major uh, streaming services my fault I apologize for that I'm just I'm, my mind was elsewhere obviously <laughs> but yeah Paris Slime Shift is their new album it is available everywhere right now spotify apple music wherever you get your music everywhere so if you have a particular one like i use spotify but if you use apple music or uh anything else go right now search up xeno ooze x-e-n-o-o-o-z-e and check out paris lime shift it's an amazing album they sent me the entire thing to listen to i think i'm only going to play three tracks they sent me two tracks that were available when they hit me up coincidentally the album released the same day this episode was going to be released so by the time you the listeners listen to this episode the album will be released but if I were to release this last week I had to wait a week so I'm going to play the two tracks that were available everywhere before it released and then I'm going to play an additional track that I personally like myself and uh, encourage you guys to check out the rest of the album Paris Lime Shift uh, it's in a great album very very out there very aggressive very just riffy riffy fast and it's great it's great uh or if you do not have before i get into it if you do not if you're not a uh if you don't use streaming services uh for your music listening they do have it available on bandcamp uh digitally for five dollars or it is also available on cassette tape and cd and cassette tape and cd they're both six dollars and sixty six cents and both of those also include a digital version of Paris Lime Shift. So, if you're interested in that, and this is all released via Last World Records, um, so they are going to be the ones to release it. And uh, if you want to check out Last World Records, check them out at lastworldrecords.com or search up Last World Records on Facebook. And uh, they got a lot of great artists uh, under the Last World Records banner. Uh, if you want to check out some more of their artists. Uh, but right now, I think we can get into the uh, first track. This is track five on the album. Let me double check. Let me double check. It is track five. This is track five from Zeno Ooze's new album, Out Everywhere Today, Paris Lime Shift. This is the track Dungeon Blaster. Let's check it out.
That's the first word I could think of when I heard that track for the first time a couple days ago. And, um, wow. Let's see, that's what I love about the grindcore genre. Just any, if it's just, even in the, even in the smallest bit of realm of the grindcore genre, it's, it's to the point. It slaps you in the mouth and leaves. It's a very short song, but that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because I love that fucking song so much. It's just heavy in your face blast beats for days and it's i can't get enough of it and the whole album is 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 very just aggressive and just riff riftastic is that a word i know i've heard it before if it's not a word it is now i'm making it a word um but yeah so that was the track i had it in my head three seconds ago that was dungeon blaster that is track five on uh paris uh paris slime shift from xeno ooze and um fucking great that's man 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 i love being able to hear such an eclectic variety of metal from all over the world on this podcast and xeno ooze brings us another another taste of the metal world on this podcast and uh fuck man that's i just can't i can't there's no words to really describe uh how awesome that is you know what i mean i don't know i'm goofy uh, but like I said, that was a track, Dungeon Blaster, and we're gonna play another track from Xeno Ooze, and this track here is track two, and this track is called Slime Against Humanity, and, uh, prepare yourselves, this is another, another fucking slammer, if you will, just riffy, just everything, oh, man, you'll hear it, you'll hear it, this is, uh, like I said, this is track two, Slime Against Humanity, and, uh, let's check it out. Oh, my God. 
You know, something I realized as I was listening to that with you guys is I was checking out the Last World Records Facebook page, and I was thinking in my head how much Xeno Ooze kind of gives me a really, really big cattle decapitation vibe. I get a lot of cattle decapitation. Wow, I'll say that 16 times fast. Uh, but I get, a, I get a lot of influence. I can sense a lot of influence from them. And the cover photo on the Last World Records Facebook page is of Paraslime Shift and Xeno Ooze. And there's a cool little description here. I'm going to read it for you. It says, Xeno Ooze is a three-piece hive mind grindcore outfit from the scorching Son- Son- Sonoran? Sonoran? Hope I'm not saying, hope I'm saying that right. Desert of Phoenix, Arizona. Weaving elements of death metal, crust, power violence, and oozy science fiction, Paraslime Shift delivers a soundscape of pummeling riffs and mock speed blasting available through all digital outlets and in physical formats of pro cassette tapes and CD. For fans of agoraphobic nosebleed, cattle decapitation, insect warfare, and all things in between. And I was just thinking that when I first, I listened like the first 30 seconds of that song. And by the way, that song you just heard is track two off of Paris Slime Shift, and that is Slime Against Humanity. And like I said, while I was listening to that, I decided I was kind of looking through the Last World Records uh, social media and I saw that I didn't notice it at first for some weird reason because it's like right there in your face and I'm on my desktop. So like it's massive, you know what I mean? And I just happen to think like these guys remind me of cattle decapitation and it's right there in literal black and white right in front of me. And from what they said here about uh, weaving elements of death metal, crust, power violence and uh, pummeling riffs, high mock speed blasting. And that's the perfect way you could describe this album. Perfect way. I love blast beats. I love just, I love grindcore. There's the whole like death metal, crust, power violence, like all that. I just, I love it. And uh, these guys definitely meld it together into one solid three piece unit. And um, I read four names because it was on their, on their Facebook page of the band members. Uh, but, that's okay. Uh, I think they had another... Okay, yeah. So Xeno Ooze, to kind of rectify the situation, the members of Xeno Ooze are called Uzimus, Slaximus, Seer, and Prophetess Slime, Father Fungus, Archbishop of the Unholy Ooze, and Sludgehammer Slime Blast, God of Goo. God, I love that. I fucking love it. Ah, I, I wish more bands did that. I really do. Not a lot of bands do it anymore. And it's a bummer because like some of these names are clever as fuck, and I love it. I just, I love it. And, you know, Matt Massacre, that's my, you know, my quotes in here, name, you know, and I love it. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I can't remember who, who gave me that name. I don't remember now. It's, it, I know it, but I just, I'm on the spot and I can't brain good <laughs> when I'm on the spot. Uh, but yeah, Paris Slime Shift, killer fucking album. And like it says on the Last World Records uh, Facebook page, it is available on all digital outlets and in physical formats of cassette tapes and CDs. And if you were interested in buying a physical format edition of Paris Lime Shift, the cassette tapes and the CDs are both $6.66 each. And like I said earlier, uh, both the cassette and the CD include a digital version of Paris Lime Shift. And that can be found on Zeno Ooze's Bandcamp at xenooze.bandcamp.com. That is X-E-N-O-O-O-Z-E.bandcamp.com. And you can find all of that there. Um, 
and there's also a link to the lastworldrecords.com fa- or website uh, where you can find more information on it. And uh, this album is great. Oh, I can't get enough of it. Um, so we're going to play one more song. We'll play three songs from these guys because they did send me their entire album. And the whole thing is just, fuck, it's great. It's great. And before I get into it, if you do not, if you don't, if you're not in the market to, to have any physical media uh, like me, I, I, I might actually buy one of these, to be honest, for $6.66. Um, oh, interesting fact here. Holy shit, I didn't notice that until just now. For this, uh, for the cassette tape, it is uh, limited to 50, and there's only nine remaining as of right now. That could change in a few hours, being that the album releases today. And for the CD, there's only eight remaining, also limited to 50. That's pretty fucking cool. Um, or no, just the tape is limited to 50. My, my apologies. The CD here doesn't say uh, there's a limited run. I'm assuming there is because there's only eight remaining, but it doesn't say if it's like 50, like the cassette tape. So the cassette tape is only limited to 50. So if you like what you're hearing so far today on Straight to the Core and you are interested in supporting Xeno Ooze by buying some physical media, if you want the cassette tape, it is only limited to 50. And you can find that at xenoooze.bandcamp.com. But we're going to play one more, like I mentioned. Uh, It's going to be the opening track of Paris Lime Shift. And this track is called Xenological Warfare. And like any opening track, this this one definitely, pun intended, opens your eyes to what, and your ears in all reality, uh, to what you're going to expect from this band. And it's very in your face, very blasty, very riffy, very just, man, it's great. It's great. So here it is. This is uh, Xenological Warfare by Xeno Ooze. Let's get it. Oh, 
That track just starts strong, ends strong, and what an opening track for an album. Uh, that was the track Xenological Warfare off of Xeno Ooze's brand new album titled Paris Slime Shift out everywhere today, November 1st, 2019. And uh, man, what a song. What a song. It just starts out with blast beats and just slaps you in the mouth, and I love it. I love it. They don't hold back. They just full on, full force. Track one, go. And that's that's great. That's one that's one reason why I love Xenos. And I'm really happy that these guys reached out to me to have some tracks played on this podcast. And I can't be more thankful for that. And uh but we got some social media links for Xeno Ooze and uh for Last World Records. Uh so you can find Xeno Ooze on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Xeno Ooze. That is X E N O O O Z E. Uh, so give him a like, uh, share the page, show him some love. Uh, for some goofy reason, like I do every week, I uh, make a post on Thursdays uh, tagging all the bands that are going to be on the uh, the future episode the next day on Friday. And I did the same thing for Xeno Ooze. And for the next band, you're going to hear Slugs. And for some reason, it wouldn't let me tag Xeno Ooze. And I couldn't figure out why. And I've been having issues with that recently for some weird reason. I don't know why... I've uh, been having problems, but for some goofy reason, I'm having trouble tagging things. Like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, it's on and off. Like, for uh, Rhodes Entertainment, who is the affiliate of Straight to the Core, uh, every week I try to tag the Rhodes Entertainment Facebook page, and some weeks it works, some weeks it doesn't, some weeks it's goofy, some weeks it, it'll, I'll try it at one moment, then I'll try it three hours later, and it'll work. I'll edit it the post or whatever. And it just would not let me tag Xenos. So I just went ahead and left a link, direct link to their Facebook page. So if you're having trouble finding it, please head to the Straight to the Core Facebook page. It is the top post uh, on the Facebook page. And go ahead and click that link. It'll take it right to the Xeno Ooze's uh, Facebook page. And, and throw them a like if you would be so kind. I'd appreciate it. And I'm sure Xeno Ooze would appreciate it more than I would. Uh, but they have a... Uh, Instagram page. It is Instagram.com forward slash Xenoooze. And uh, they got some really cool pictures of the physical release CD. Um, I, I think I might end up buying one of these, to be honest. Um, and there's a couple cool reviews and, and, and just artwork and, and, and li uh, some some uh, videos. and There's a lot of cool stuff on their Instagram. And one thing uh, I kind of like here is they have a, a picture on here of the band members wearing not really wearing but they have like cow skulls I think it's cow skulls or bull skulls it's held up in front of their faces hiding their faces and the, the caption says you can probably tell already from the album title that these guys enjoy clever wordplay which is also evident in song titles like Slam Against Humanity Wizard of Ooze and the whole of the mall which will be evident from the music which what will be evident from the music is that they're also criminally insane. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I don't know. I I mentioned I, mention, I uh, notice uh, weird things like that when I'm scrolling through social media for bands, and uh, yeah. So uh, that's Instagram, and then like I said, Bandcamp, where you can buy a physical version of. Paraslime Shift and cassette and or CD that, like I said, has been released everywhere today via 
last world records the tape is limited to 50 and the cd doesn't have a limitation but there is only eight left i think it's just for pre-orders though because it hasn't updated yet that uh, it has been released so that might just be eight pre-orders remaining so don't quote me on that do not quote me on that uh could be a different story i would believe it says there's nine remaining of the tapes so i would believe that just because it's limited to 50 but the CDs, I don't know if that's at legitimately eight remaining or just eight pre-orders remaining. I'm not sure. But if you're interested, like I said, $6.66 on xenoooze.bandcamp.com. And on their Bandcamp, you can also find a little merch button. I have like a sticker slash button combo for $2. If you want to get a few buttons and some stickers uh, from Xenoooze, it's only 2 bucks, So that's kind of cool. And they have do have a YouTube page. Just search up Xeno Ooze. It's the first one that pops up. At least it did for me. And uh, they got uh, some videos for Slime Against Humanity and Dungeon Blaster, the two tracks you heard, two of three tracks you heard today on Straight to the Core. They have some videos uh, up on their YouTube. So if you like what you see, give Xeno Ooze a subscribe, give them a like and all their videos, and leave some comments telling them that Straight to the Core sent you. I mean, I believe that's all we have for social media for Xeno Ooze. Uh, the main way to buy the album is on Bandcamp via Lost World or Last World Records, excuse me. And uh, it is also available to stream on all major streaming outlets. So if you're a Spotify user, an Apple Music user, search up Xeno Ooze. Add them to your save the album. Add them to your playlists. Show your friends. These guys are great. Uh, Paris Lime Shift great album I love the artwork the artwork is wicked uh, so definitely check that out um, I can't thank these guys enough for being on the podcast and I can't thank uh, Last World Records enough for making it all possible uh, and for them you can visit them at their website at lastworldrecords.com or feel free to check them out on Facebook at Last World Records or just search up Last World Records uh, I will have them tagged in the uh episode post that's going to go up with the link for this episode uh, for their website and for their Facebook page so that way if you're having trouble finding it as you're listening to this or if you listen to this and want to search them up after you listen to this episode just go back to the Facebook page and it'll be all up there and Last World Records also has a Twitter account uh, all these links are found on their website uh, so check out lastworldrecords.com uh, they have a Twitter, Instagram, YouTube uh, the Instagram is Instagram.com forward slash last world rec. So last world REC. And there you can find a lot of cool photos of all the bands they have underneath their banner, which is kind of cool. And then last thing they have is a YouTube page, which is just search up last world records. And they have a few, few videos up on there. Uh, so same thing. If you, if you like what you see, give them a subscribe, give them a like, show them some love, tell them straight to the course. And yeah, uh, like I said, I'd, I'd appreciate it a lot, and I'm sure the bands and these labels would appreciate it a hell of a lot more. Uh, so please, please, please go support these guys. Um, I, I can't thank them enough for being on the podcast. Uh, hopefully you guys have an amazing album release. Uh, I love Paris Lime Shift, uh, so please check that out. I know if I love it, and you're listening to this podcast, no, you'll love it, so please go check it out. Uh, I can't thank these guys enough. Um, so yeah, we got one more band here today and straight to the core. They are a hardcore band from 
Bristol, Connecticut, and they are called Slugs. And these guys, uh, I think I followed these guys on Instagram, and they sent me a message asking to check out their music, and I loved what I heard. And so I asked them, I'm like, hey, would you guys mind, uh, would you guys like, or would you guys mind if I played a few songs on the podcast? And they were all about it. So they sent me one song that we're going to play today. It is a, basically it's a remastered version of a, of a song they already had out. But uh, they sent me that and I got an email from them with all that information. I'm going to pull up real quick to give you a bit of history on the band Slugs. They're a hardcore band, like I said. And uh, shout out to Elliot, the vocalist of Slugs, uh, for sending me all this, uh, all this information via email and speaking with me on Instagram and uh, to try to set all this up to be on the podcast. So thank you, Elliot, for uh, for being a part of Straight to the Core. Um, it wouldn't be possible without bands like Xeno Ooze or yourself for this podcast to even be a thing. So I can't thank everybody enough that's that's on this podcast today or that I've been on the podcast in previous episodes. I literally could not do this without you. And uh, so I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, but the song you're going to hear is called Society. And it's cool how they spell it. It's, it's S-O-S. Like the help, send help SOS, like S dot O dot S dot, but it's the, it's society and it's, it's cool. It's really cool how they, how they did that with the song. I really like that. I think that's very unique. Um, but that's the track you're going to hear today on the podcast. And they do have their first EP that was released last year, uh, on their band camp page. Let me pull up the band camp page real quick. I, I'm having a fucking brain fart and forgetting the damn name of it. So I apologize. It is called uh, Decaying in Decades, and it was released November 1st of last year, so a year to the day. Crazy. Um, and uh, that's available on their Bandcamp at slugshc.bandcamp.com if you want to check that out. But uh, back to this email real quick. I'm going to read this off to you. Uh, so Slugs, they are a hardcore slash metalcore band from Bristol, Connecticut in the U.S. of A. They've been... Uh, doing shows for over a decade all across the East Coast and out to the Midwest. The band initially formed as a two-piece, Joe Thomas, who plays guitar, and Elliot Cohen, who does the vocals. They wrote the first EP, Decaying in Decades, in 2017, and have finally been able to put together a full lineup for their new songs. They have Mikey Coroli. hope I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your last name, Mikey. But uh, they have him on drums. And he is the son of former 106.9 WCCC on-air and current iRock radio talent Mike Caroli. And we have Nick Thomas, who is Joe Thomas's older brother, playing bass. Uh, they have four new tracks. They are coming out within the next few months. And their upcoming EP will be three tracks that will be recorded or has been recorded, mixed and mastered with Nick Bellymore of Dexter's Laboratory in Milford, Connecticut. Um, the other new song was done all by Elliot's best friend, Sean Farias. Farias? God, I'm really bad with names. A current member of the band Within Shadows in Toronto, Canada. And that song is about saying enough is enough to terrorism all across the world. Uh, for himself, speaking as Elliot, he wrote the song the day that, I heard about, that he heard about the shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Uh, his great-grandpa Alex helped build that synagogue, and his grandmother Ann Stone got married at that synagogue. And uh, Elliot's cousins also live a block away from the synagogue and are currently a part of that congregation. 
So this song is definitely a very, very personal for Elliot, and I, I, complete, I can completely respect that. So I can't wait to hear it um, when that gets released. Uh, the song means a lot to him, being that Pittsburgh has always been his second home. They have merch designed and sold for this cause, and all the proceeds will be given to the Tree of Life. And if I remember right, that is found on their band camp. They have a uh, t-shirt available on their Bandcamp page at slugshc.bandcamp.com. And uh, if you buy the t-shirt, you get unlimited streaming of Decaying in Decades on the Bandcamp app. Or you could download it if you really wanted to. But you have to buy uh, the t-shirt. And it is called the We Stand as One Bundle. It is $35. But like I said, you also get the seven-track EP, um, Decaying in Decades, included with it digitally to stream as many times as you want on the Bandcamp app or on the website, or you could also download it as an MP3. And like he said in the email, all proceeds of the T-shirt sale will be going to the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And unfortunately, there was a horrific terror attack on that synagogue last October. And uh, so this is definitely a very, very personal um, thing for Elliot and Slugs. So if you're feeling generous and want to donate $35 to get a t-shirt, um, please do so. Uh, it's a definite, definite, really important cause for Elliot, uh, especially. And I cannot wait to hear that track that uh, you have written uh, about that ter- uh, terrible event. Um, currently, the band doesn't know of exact dates when they will be releasing the three-track uh, EP coming up. Uh, the song Enough, which is going to be on the EP, has guest vocals uh, from a good friend of Elliot in a band from Europe, and basically there's some uh, there's some um, some waiting time, there's some snags in the line, if you will, on that. But uh, once they have everything scheduled, uh, the, the new EP should be coming out very, very soon. So I'm excited to hear it, and uh, this song you're going to hear, Society, is a very, very good song. I think this is like the first straight-up hardcore band we've had on the podcast, if I think. Let me think. We've had hardcore influence bands on this podcast, but I think this is the very, very first straight-up hardcore band we've had on Straight to the Core. So that's definite, definitely cool. Uh, thanks for being here, Slugs. Thank you, Elliot, for reaching out. As well, he thanks me for reaching out in the email, but it's kind of a two-way street. So thank you to thank, thank you saying thank you for saying thank you. Um, so we're gonna get right into the song. This is the track SOS or SOS. <laughs> it's a part of the song title. I I, I always goof that up. Uh, this is the song Society. My my apologies by the band Slugs. So let's check it out. Society has brought about the worst in everyone. It's time for chaos. Chaos ensuing, gluttony. 
ruling anarchy rising the powerless dying chaos ensuing gluttony ruling anarchy rising the powerless dying let's make dead men feel like a thousand leading a charge to change our outcome let's make dead men feel like a thousand heads out on ground ready for what's next Swag, swag, let your voice be heard. Swag, 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 panic stricken madness will spread the word. Swing. That was the track Society by the hardcore band Slugs out of Bristol, Connecticut. And that's a solid track. I just I can I can appreciate a good message in a song and nine times out of ten you're gonna find that hardcore. And that's one reason why I love the genre, is because there's always a message. Well not always, I shouldn't say always, but a good perce- uh, percentage of the bands that are in the hardcore genre um tend to have a, a message behind it and that's just that's one reason like I said that's one reason why I love it and uh, like I said that was a song Society by Slugs and um, that's the only track we have from that's the only track that they asked me to play this week so um, if you're interested in hearing other music from Slugs please go check out their Bandcamp page at slugshc.bandcamp.com and like I said on there it's you can buy album digitally for seven dollars uh includes unlimited streaming via the free Bandcamp app uh or downloading of course uh they do have a guitar pick cd guitar pick bundle uh, of the ep um where you get some stickers some guitar picks and uh the cd of course and that's seven dollars as well if you want the physical version they do have a dog tag bundle. It's a CD case with dog tags, a green wristband, and some stickers. And half of the purchase goes to the Wounded Warrior Foundation. And the other half goes to making more dog tags, wristbands, and stickers. So that's really cool how they do that for Wounded Warriors. That's I can definitely respect that. I can definitely um, appreciate that very, very much. Um, I don't really have anybody super close to me that's in the military. Uh, but I have a lot of friends that do have members of their families in the military. 
and uh, so I can definitely respect that. Um, they also have a hoodie, a zip-up hoodie available for thirty dollars. Uh, t-shirt, a couple of different t-shirts available that range, or they're all twelve dollars actually. I'm sorry, except for the We Stand as One bundle, like I mentioned uh, earlier, for thirty-five dollars. But all the proceeds from that thirty-five dollars are going to go to the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, it's a really cool design. Like I said, check it out. It is on the Bandcamp page, slugshc.bandcamp.com. I really love the design on it. They do have some moss shorts. Uh, actually, no, wait. I apologize. It is. Is it both? It is both. It's. It's. You get. You get a T-shirt and some moss shorts. I just saw the picture. Holy crap! I apologize. So so much. But you get a T-shirt and some moss shorts, which are just some basketball shorts and uh the design of the t-shirt is also on the short shorts and then you get the slugs logo on the other leg so you get the t-shirt design on a mirror image so that'll be on the right leg you get the t-shirt design which is really really cool and then you get the slugs logo on the left wow i didn't how did i not i am i am that's my fault my apologies but that is 35 dollars. you get a t-shirt and some shorts as well as unlimited streaming of the EP Decaying in Decades. Uh, all that, like I said, all those proceeds go to the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm just look, I'm looking at all this as I'm talking, so I, I just now noticed those shorts, so I definitely apologize for that. Um, they do have a wall flag. That's kind of cool. It's the Slugs logo. It's the same logo that you can find on our Facebook page uh, on Straight to the Core. If you're curious on what that logo looks like, go ahead and go to the Straight to the Core Facebook page, and it'll be right there in one of the posts that I made about uh, slugs and Sino ooze being on the podcast this week. And then they have a snapback, which is kind of cool. That's $15. So they got a lot of stuff on their Bandcamp page. So definitely go check that out. Check out their EP they have available now. It's been out for well, it was a year, actually, a year to the day. And uh, stay tuned for future... Uh, updates in future uh, music from Slugs because like I said they are in the process of working on a new three track EP coming out soon uh, so social media links for Slugs uh, they do not have a Facebook page but they do have their band camp they have an Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash slugs dot cthc and uh, on there you can find some videos and stuff and, and, and some links to, to stream their EP uh, Decaying in Decades. One thing I forgot to mention is that uh, once the contract runs out with Spotify and Apple Music and all that, you will not be able to stream it anymore until they release some new music um, via their new EP coming out. Uh, the reason that they say that is the band's first EP, uh, they all did in-house. And they want to put out something. They feel like it's not... I love it, personally. I think it's great. Uh, but the band feels like, uh, for quality reasons, they could put out some better quality music. So they're choosing to let the contracts expire with Apple Music and Spotify. So only society which is the song you just heard today and the new tracks that are going to be released soon uh, will be available on spotify everything else from their current ep 
uh, decaying in decades and will be disappearing from Spotify and Apple Music once those contracts run up. Uh, but if you still are interested in listening to the rest of Decaying in Decades, you can on the Bandcamp page, or they have a YouTube page where the entire EP is available uh, right now. And uh, it's all available. The entire thing is available to stream. And just search up Slugs HC on YouTube, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. At least it did it for me. And uh, I feel like I'm missing something here. Oh, Twitter. Twitter. They have a Twitter page. Uh, it's Twitter is at SlugsHC. Uh, if you want to show them some love on Twitter, please do. I did in the Facebook page on the Straight to the Core page. Um, I did post a link for their Instagram because, like I said, they do not have a Facebook page. So if you're interested in supporting Slugs via insta- uh, social media, please do on their YouTube their Instagram, or their Twitter. And if you are on their YouTube, like I always say, if you are on YouTube and you are a big uh, YouTube fanatic, if you will, please give Slugs a follow, or not a follow, a subscribe. Give all their videos a, a thumbs up and send, uh, leave some comments. Let them know that straight to the course sent you. And uh, I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, because they only asked me to play the one song, but I highly recommend checking out the rest of the EP, Decaying of Decades, and stay tuned for future updates. I know they said they're going to start sending me some emails when they have new music out, so we'll probably see Slugs again on future episodes with some new music, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I love me some good hardcore, and it's it's great. Like I said, it's great when it's it's got a message behind it, and that's it's awesome. So show Slugs some love. Show Zeno Ooze from love, or some love, and make sure you tell them that straight to the core sent you. And uh, I think that'll about do it for episode nine of Straight to the Core. There was something I was going to mention, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be watching Three from Hell after I'm done recording this. So I'm definitely going to be talking about that next week because I am a big fan of all of Rob Zombie's movies. I, uh, well, let's not say a big fan. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil Rejects, love, 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 love. Like I said, Devil's Rejects is probably my favorite movie of all time. Uh, the Halloween remakes, the Halloween 1 and 2, not really remakes, but reboots that Rob Zombie did. I love. The second one gets a lot of flack. I can understand why, but I personally saw past that. And uh, I think that's really that's a really well done movie. It's very, it's a different type of Halloween movie, like the movie Halloween was with Michael Myers and everything. And then Lords of Salem was just out there. Very, very out there. It's, yeah, that one's different. It's, it's a decent movie. But um, it's probably, well, I wouldn't say it's my least favorite, but it's still good for the sake of what it's trying to be. It's one you definitely have to check out. And then 31, the one he released a couple years ago. It was weird because when I initially tried to buy Three from Hell on Blu-ray, the day it came out and literally everywhere in town that would have carried the movie was sold out, which I, actually thinking back now on Reflection, I can understand why, because it's telling the Firefly family and, you know, kind of, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm really interested to see, to watch this. Uh, but it was sold out everywhere. And it blew my fucking mind, because like 31, I was working for a retail company at the time when that released. And there wasn't even a spot. We had it in stock, but there wasn't even a spot on the shelf for it, which I thought was really weird. 
So I actually had to go in the back while I was at work and pull, I had to pull a copy out to buy for myself because there was nowhere on the shelf for it because I guess there just wasn't that big of a demand for the movie 31. And that movie was... It was okay for what it was. What it was, I feel like, because it was a Rob Zombie movie, I was expecting a bit more out of it. But if you were to take the Rob Zombie name off of it, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. But being that it's a Rob Zombie movie, I expected a bit more. Eh, it is what it is. Uh, but we're gonna watch that. We're gonna watch a few other horror movies. I think. I think we might go on a Firefly Family marathon. I think we might watch Three from Hell and then watch Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. I don't know. Uh, but that'll about do it for episode nine of Straight to the Core. It's been a really short episode. The last two weeks have been close to two hours. We're a little over an hour and 15 minutes this week. Uh, but that's okay. It's good to have variety of time uh, on a podcast. So uh, Thanks again to Zeno Ooze, and thanks again to Slugs uh, for being on this week. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand times more. Uh, this podcast would not be possible without the support of bands like you. Uh, so I cannot thank you enough for that. Um, Zeno Ooze, I hope you have an amazing CD release. Slugs, I cannot wait to hear any music. Uh, I'm going to be doing interviews soon, so if you, I know you guys are going to listen to this, so if either of you guys are interested in being back on the podcast again in an interview format, please let me know. I would love to have you back on the podcast. Uh, but until then, my name is Matt Massacre. Stay safe, stay hard, stay heavy. Keep doing you, and uh, thank you again for all the support from bands, from, from people, from fans, from everybody. Thank you so, so much. This is Straight to the Core. I will talk to you next week. Good night.